Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past So, if everyone's in agreement, we would change the name of the show to Nobody's News. Yeah. Where's the gavel? Huh? The gavel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, then we shall begin. And to everyone, this show, even though it's going to say the 14 Months Apart podcast, because it takes a little bit of time to work that stuff out, we are officially now Nobody's News, because we have brought on a third co-host, and it just doesn't make sense anymore. Um. Also, some good news about our YouTube channel. I've really started to work on this shorts section, which I kind of hate because it kind of feels like it feels a little bit dirty because you've got to post short little clips, like even a minute long clip. People don't watch to the end. I can't post anything over a minute or nobody will watch it. So it's these little tiny <laughs> clips. Little brains. Yeah. And then a bunch of people comment. We're averaging a few thousand views on those and we've over doubled our subscribers. So I'm going to keep doing that. Um, but apparently think, shorts are the way of the future, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, we are on track to overtake Crowder and the Daily Wire very soon, and we will be above all of this controversy nonsense that I mentioned in the last episode. Um, but have you guys had a chance to look at any of those videos in the comments? I know I already talked about the Ukraine clip, but um, did any of you guys get a chance to look at the the criminal clip where I was talking trash on petty criminals? Oh, yeah, is it? You saw and then saw your response too, which was necessary. <laughs> it was it was hilarious to me. So that's one of our. We usually have a pretty high percentage of like to dislike ratio. It's usually in those shorts about eighty percent to a hundred percent, kind of ninety percent is our average. That one got just a little over seventy five percent, which means that one out of every four dumb Americans that watched that out of the over two thousand people that watched it went. That, that's not true. The, uh, drug dealers make way more money. Uh, drug dealers were crime school. You're a pretty boy. Come to my neighborhood and say that. And like went out of their way to dislike it. That was shocking to me that that could be such a controversial video out of all the things that I posted. You think at the height of Rome? Pro-liberty. I think that there is something to be said for being kind of an outlaw and doing things your own way and avoiding being taxed by the government. So... I yeah, robbing, shooting a 7-Eleven clerk for $18.19 is not a libertarian <laughs> outlaw running from the government. That is a garbage human. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I, I agree. I'm not all about the rule. I've been watching uh, what's the show Billions, and I cannot stand the quote-unquote good guy in that in that show, the attorney general, or no, maybe... Whatever the prosecutor who's going after all these people for financial crimes, and he's like, it's the law. You broke the law, and you came against me. And I'm like, what a dork. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm for the crooked investors. <laughs> like, what do you do? He brought, brought up a good point Before in that show, funds. too. Yeah, I know it's a TV show, but he's like, 
what's the government going to do with that money? Are they going to give it to the poor? No. <laughs> He's like, well, you just hate success. So I do, I get that. But yeah, all these people, I, I was doing a deep dive. Maybe it's a bit petty, but I was looking at those profiles who were commenting about, no, come to my neighborhood and say that and all of that stuff. It is not, it is not those types. It's not a bunch of libertarian self-starters. It's a bunch of people who are undoubtedly on welfare, just sitting around trying to start rap careers. And it was a nightmare. I don't see that trend turning around anytime soon when we got 55 year olds and, you know, Levine to being proud of it. So, I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's (laughs) it. That is an unbelievable thing that I had to get used to in the hood was 57 year old men with pajama pants, Crocs, a sideways hat and a gold chain of their name. That's around their belly button. That is this big. (laughs) I was like, Dude, you have grandchildren. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know the grandchildren. Awesome. What's that, Ann? That sounds awesome. I mean, it sounds awesome. You basically, it's what happens when you've, you've never had a job. You've never been spanked. You don't have any discipline. You've just lived your entire life without ever having to grow up. <laughs> no, Is that... I don't think that's the case. I think that when you're older, you can do what you want and dress how you want. And I don't know. I'm all for it. You can tell that Anne lives in a very white town. <laughs> He's like, yeah, are you raising your young boys to model that? <laughs> anyway, so I didn't mean to get bogged down on that. But sure. Nobody's News, our new news show, and uh, exciting things to come. Lots of subscribers. Hopefully in the future, my goal is 100 by the end of February. Um, a meager goal, but you know, big for us. Um, so we'll start with updates. Who wants to go first? I know, Ann, you have a bunch of stuff. Uh, you have anything going on, Zach? Uh, just work and school and <laughs> later where, what I'm doing with my life. But. Yeah. Well, we'll hit that real quick. Are you any closer to knowing what you want to do when you grow up? I, yeah, well, I still have not grown up yet. You know, I think when I'm 40, <laughs> maybe I'll be grown up, but no, I'm just going to head back East, you know, try to get some land, utilize the uh, VA home loan. Uh, any vets out there <laughs> with our massive audience, more people need to be lo- looking into that. But yeah, I'm going to be heading back East at some point this, this year, trying to get some land. And so basically just kind of trying to do some real estate investing, sort of low level real estate investing, maybe. Yeah. Just leveraging the VA home loan. Gotcha. As long as, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just wondering because we, I had posted that clip about how um, right-wing people need to get back in college and then everyone's like, no, that's completely pointless. And I was like, no, do it, do it, fight through it. And it's like, well, my co-host is going to graduate college and then disappear <laughs> to his own devices. I've been watching videos on chickens. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. There we, or yeah, you know, just, I don't know. Again, just eventually the, the, the goal in my thirties is to, after I, you know, have some properties is to get some land to be somewhat self-sufficient. I think the country right now is, is a land of renters and that's a giant problem in this country. But thankfully, he, Alex and I get the VA home loan, so we don't have to have a down payment. We just got to sit through a uh, inspection. And if the housing market's not as crazy, then we have such an unfair advantage. So yeah, that's, that's how uh, my husband got his start. And if you need any like help or tips or advice or whatever to do it, like he would be more than happy to talk to you because we oh, wouldn't sweet. have been able to bought our first house without the VA home loan. And now he's literally in real estate. So you never know. What, you know. <laughs> literally going to talk to him then <laughs> very well. Yeah. That'd be a good mind to pick. Yeah. Yeah. He knows all the ins and outs of like, um, you know, whatever you have to do to 
you know, and what, what the house has to be like and stuff. So yeah. And in TRS, they just don't go over how big of a benefit this is, you know? And so that's just TRS. That's the, before you get out, well, I guess your husband would know because he was in the military, but they have this like month long seminar. That's, that's, that's what you get to prepare you for civilian life. (laughs) It is a complete joke. And the actual seminar is only a couple a week, right? I mean, so yeah. And then it's, I did the online version, which is even sillier, but I'm on a, I'm of two minds about the VA. On one hand, there's so many benefits available to veterans if they know how to use it. On the other hand, I think the system's kind of set up for it's, it's not really set up to help you as much, which kind of brings, brings me to my update. I have officially, this is also why probably the sunglasses, I forgot to mention that are going to be a more permanent thing. It's because I have a really bad light sensitivity, but I have been diagnosed with panic disorder. And right off the bat, before anyone starts thinking, oh, he's bummed out. Oh, he has anxiety. Because everyone I've talked to about this is like, we need to go go do something. I'll come hang out with you. I'm like, I'm not bummed out. <laughs> Things are going good in life. There is my body. They tested my blood. I It is dumping cortisol into my blood. I, everything could be going great. Completely happy. I could have just won the lottery. And then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> and even normally, that's why I haven't been able to explain my symptoms for the last like eight months. They've been like, well, do you have shortness of breath? Do you have you know sensitivity to light? And I'm like, yes. They're like, okay. And then are you able to calm yourself down out of episodes? And I'm like, yes, I have a couple episodes a day. I can calm myself down, but I never, I am constantly in a, a mild panic attack. So it's not because... Uh, you know, whatever depression, anxiety, all that stuff may exist, but there is, it is now confirmed that my body, my brain not work so good. <laughs> you, so, you can chew rocks great though, right? Yeah. yeah. But what that has to do with the VA is, uh, basically their solution to that is, yeah, they're basically, their solution is we're going to put you on 30 minutes of therapy a week. And we're going to give you some pills and we're going to send you on your way. (laughs) I was like, well, maybe we could try a little bit more in depth of a a treatment to (laughs) regulate this. But that is that's what's new with me. Other than that, uh, you're their primary focus, you know, I mean, (laughs) I clearly my doctor called me the other day and was asking me all these questions. But it was it was so annoying because this is someone who has never seen me. I saw a physician's assistant when I first went in, has never talked to me, has never sent me an email, and then just randomly calls me. I didn't even know it was my doctor. And then they're asking, why did you reschedule your physical therapy appointment? And I was like, uh, well, because you know I was having bad symptoms. And my physical therapist through the VA told me, I told him what was going on. He's like, you've gotten seen like x-rays and stuff, right? And I was like, no, they sent me here. He's like, I'm going to show you how to better technique for working out. He's like, that's what I'm going to do for you. And I'm like, okay, so a wasted eight weeks then. And I told the doctor this and she's like, well, you got to go there and they'll, they'll determine whether they can send you, um, to ortho or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well the guy told me he can't help with any of my issues right to my face. So I, I will go and I will check the box. Then talking about the sleep study, or I told her I constantly have a sensitivity to light, like really bad. And she's like, oh, have you got your eyes checked? I'm like, I have an appointment scheduled, but nobody, like, no, I don't have trouble reading. It's I can't see and I go blind because everything's <laughs> so random bright. times. Yeah. And just like talking down to me, like, well, you need to schedule an eye appointment. Why haven't you scheduled an eye appointment? And I'm like, I don't know, because you guys have told me that I have anxiety and that's what's causing all of this and to focus on those symptoms. And I asked, do I need to go? What do I need to do? I was like, I went to you guys, the medical professionals, 
and you guys have completely dropped the ball. So, yeah, and you're waiting for all these appointments. You're waiting on yeah, trying getting, to get so, appointments is is a hassle. I, I am getting scheduled for a longer term, like the mental health stuff, which is handy because it also helps back up, um, you know, my case of hey, I have this, this, and this wrong with me. But two months wait, or a two month wait, <laughs> and I'm like, I have like a diagnosed panic disorder, and it's still that's expedited two month wait. It's like yeah. so it just moves so slow. So I'm. I am yeah. grateful that I have the free health care, and I am grateful that I'm starting to get the ball rolling. But on the other side, I'm also like, this sucks. <laughs> I've also seen from the backseat perspective, <laughs> it's been a lot of time just to get the ball rolling, though. So, you know, yeah. half a year just to get the ball even moving. <laughs> and that's half a year not really being able to, to work. Not because I'm, I'm a pretty ambitious person. I'm working in a lot of things, but just a couple times during work having to stop for 30 minutes and go sit in the cooler because I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Not because I'm bummed out or not because I'm stressed out, but because my body just goes, okay, dump cortisol now, click. <laughs> and then it's just, hey, your, your hormone levels are run from a lion. But anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Um, I'll keep everybody updated on that. And you have had a busy couple of weeks. Uh, would you like to take us through that? <laughs> What's going on yeah, in your life? Um, I was giving some of the little boys a bath one night, and I pulled the plug, and my husband's like, turn off the water. I'm like, there's no water. On. And he goes, well, put the plug back in the tub. So I put it in, and I come downstairs, and the light has fallen through the ceiling. There's water. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like, mean to laugh. I unplugged the bath, all the bath water just ran through the pipes and like came out all our ceiling in the, on the main level and in the basement. So our basement was totally flooded and apparently the main plumbing stack for the whole house got backed up. So that's like, there was nothing we could have done about it, but I'm sure it was like a kid's toy or something. Um, <laughs> well, do you have a so, septic tank or are you in like the city water? Oh. No, we have city. So what happened was uh, we had like a toilet backup. And so we called the plumber because Jeremy couldn't fix it. And then the plumber came out and he removed three Jenga blocks. <laughs> from... <laughs> and so we thought everything was fine and, and we used it, but it was still kind of running slow. And then the next day we called out the sewer, um, like A1 sewer came out and they ran a line and they said that they went through 30 feet and they pulled out a Christmas ornament. So we're like, <laughs> okay, like 30 feet, got a Christmas ornament, we're good, like everything's fine. And the night that I pulled the plug on the tub, yeah, that was that was not good. So we had the sewer company come back out, they ran the line 35 feet this time, and he couldn't bring back whatever it was, but <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a blockage, so. Um, so probably we, something something from your kids <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't want to speculate <laughs> any of the random missing toys guilty. do you uh, you don't you don't happen to have any pictures of that do you that after i can uh put overlays yeah. there with you so right now we're just going through insurance and we have to replace the flooring because we had like wood in some places and that warped because it was totally soaked and then obviously we have to replace the the carpet was like a swamp. Like you go downstairs to the basement and your feet are just squishing and it was horrible. So it looked like, you know, yeah. Katrina down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something yeah. like that. We're climbing <laughs> furniture to keep our feet dry. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, also, I saw as this is going on, you sent me a picture. I, I don't still have the picture. I don't know if you do. Yeah, but I can see that picture. You don't need to share that with the children. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it would, this video would undoubtedly be censored for graphic content. <laughs> Basically, her child had to say, decided that it was going to embody the spirit of Picasso, but with crap. <laughs> <laughs> and my two-year-old like took off his diaper and just like pooped everywhere so that really sucked because um it didn't take long i ran in there to check on him when i heard you know some some sounds that didn't sound like napping and then um let's just say we had to run the carpet cleaner a couple times so. <laughs> sounds like he wants some coloring books well yeah <laughs> i don't understand from evolutionary perspective it doesn't even make sense what is with this fascination of kids with poop? <laughs> Why? What did Freud say? There's like a, an anal oral, you know, stage. So maybe that's, you know, what he's going through right now. But it's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, can't you observe from a distance? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, long, uh, long week for you. But anyway, um, moving on. So I know a little bit more about this this Ann Walsh case, but I was curious, we're going to go through it. And I want to know what you guys think, because there's still, it's not a done deal that he did it. There's still some, uh, some confusion. Let's see. So. My girl here. Um, all right, let's see. So this is the initial one. Wait, no. This is the initial article. Goodbye ads. Goodbye ads. And all right. Ann Walsh disappearance. Information and search warrants in case of missing mother sealed from public view. So sealed search warrants were executed in return last week relating to the search for Massachusetts mother and wife Ann Walsh who has been missing for over two weeks. Walsh has been missing since the early morning of New Year's Day. Her husband, Brian Walsh, was arrested on January 8th on charges of misleading police after he allegedly gave conflicting statements on his wife's, where, on his wife's location and his whereabouts while on house arrest. Search warrants related to the missing person's investigation were executed on Thursday and returned to Quincy District Court on Friday. Um, he was issued a $5,000 bail. So typically search warrants include police officers, affidavits that detailed the crime and why they believe property is connected to the investigation, why they need to search, where's... So he was charged with wire fraud. I'm just kind of setting the stage here for Andy Warhol paintings, um, selling fake art. Where So let's see, evidence gathered from the Walsh's home, a transfer station's trash compactor and surveillance footage has shifted investigators' focus from a missing person search to the possibility that Ann Walsh was killed. A bloody knife was found in the basement of the Walsh's home, and a hacksaw, hatchet, rug, and cleaning supplies were found in the transfer station's trash compactor 15 minutes from Brian Walsh's mother's home. Um, a Washington, D.C. police department complaint filed by Ann Walsh in 2014 detailed that she had received threats from Brian Walsh stating that he was going to kill her and her friend. No charges were ever filed against Brian Walsh relating to that incident per the complaint. Um, there's a little, there's not really anything in the an article. I want to go through a couple of these because the story has changed. So this is from six days ago. 
Anne Walsh praised husband Brian Walsh's big heart seven months before he was charged with her murder. So this is the update. He's been charged. Anne Walsh wrote letters to a federal judge praising her husband, Brian Walsh. Brian Walsh has now been charged with murdering Anna, who went missing earlier this month. Just months ago, Anna told her a judge her husband was breaking past habits and was on a new chapter. Um, oh, there's a few updates in here. So he, they found a bloody knife in the couple's basement, and they had a crazy search history of their son's iPad, which included, can you be charged with murder without a body? Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? Um, so let me find... Which video watch here? Oh, no, this is Gabby Tito. There were two two videos with some updates. He's not nearly as photogenic as the guy from White Collar. No. Walsh entering a not guilty plea this morning after he was arraigned on her murder. Prosecutors unveiling the charges against Brian Walsh and revealing a long list of damning Google searches he made on his son's iPad, including how to clean up blood and which tool was the best to dismember a human body? Brian Yenis live outside the courthouse in Quincy, Massachusetts. Brian, that was a rather graphic presentation from the prosecutor this morning. What else did we learn from the arraignment? Yeah, absolutely, John. Graphic, indeed, gruesome, and frankly, just sad. Prosecutors laid out what they believe is compelling evidence that Brian Walsh murdered his wife, Anna, including compelling DNA evidence and as well as a series of incriminating Google searches that he allegedly made on his son's iPad. Brian Walsh sat in court today. Well, he stood in court, actually. Stone-faced, mostly. He did shake his head once as prosecutors detailed those Google searches. Searches like how long until a body starts to decompose, how to dispose of a dismembered body. Can you throw away body parts? Can you be charged with murder without a body? Notably, All of things I've looked up, by the way, just for funsies. Brian allegedly yeah. also searched this. On December 27th, defendant Googled, what's the best state to divorce for a man? Rather than divorce, it is believed that Ryan Walsh dismembered Anna Walsh and discarded her body. Investigators have not recovered a body, but located 10 trash bags uh, that were discarded at a dumpster outside of Brian, Brian's mother's home containing bloodstained items, including a Tyvek suit. DNA testing matched uh, the blood on that suit to Anna. The bags contained Anna's COVID vaccine card, a Prada purse, her hunter boots, and a part of her necklace. Now, Brian's demeanor today was in stark contrast to when he was smiling after being arrested more than a week ago. In an exclusive interview, I asked Cohasset Police Chief William Quigley about that smile. What did you make of that moment? He was in handcuffs in our custody. His children were in state custody and his wife was missing. There's nothing to be smiling about. That was a pretty big indicator for you guys. The detectives doubled down at that point to get to the bottom of things. Unless really he knows that they're looking point. at him yes. and not the hitman he hired to kill her. <laughs> all eyes now and really all, right. all thoughts. The hit. Yeah. Do you remember in the uh, dictator, the movie, the uh, body language, like analyst? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He just looks at the camera and goes. So there's this. Um, it's not. There's one more video here. It's not completely over. Um, apparently, here's what's what's weird. I would say this is a, a done deal, except for the Ann Walsh is worth. She just made a bunch of real estate deals. So she's worth like over two million now. 
And also her mother, apparently her mother's Serbian and says that there's no way that this guy did it. So I was just curious because it is possible. Yeah, it obviously looks very damning, but it's also possible that she did some sort of crazy thing, framed him, dipped out, you know, left him. That stuff happens too. So I'm not ruling it out until they find a body. And she's in Belize. Yeah. Reaching out from Siberia, Serbia, excuse me, now asking the U.S. for official information about her daughter's disappearance. Brian Walsh has been charged with murder in the case, but Anna Walsh's mom says she does not believe her son-in-law would hurt her daughter. Joining us now is criminal defense attorney Phil Holloway. He's also a former assistant district attorney. You've been with us before on this case. We have a timeline just to show everybody. This is call for number one and the disappearance of her on January 1st. Uh, on January 8th, then the husband is arrested, and then Brian charged with Anna's murder. So that all happened, and now you have the mom reaching out. What do you think is her state of mind? Well, good morning, Dana. Great to be with you again. Listen, she is obviously, at least in my view, working her way through the stages of grief. And one of those stages, as we Such know, is, is denial. Say, she's, she's obviously crazy. She's emotional woman. He wants to just let of that. <laughs> yeah. She's lousy with grief. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, are you still there, Ann? Yeah. Okay, I thought my computer just crashed. It's been crashing recently. Okay. I hope it didn't crash. I mean, uh, in November of 2022, uh, the cryptocurrency. You know, I don't. Um, basically, the mother's saying that he didn't do it, so. But it's like, how well do you know who. You, I mean, people don't even know who they marry, much hold less. Hold on a second. The, this happens due to old corrupted graphics. Please update drivers and restart the system. Screen record it might have issues without a restart. GPU crashed. Um, that's that's GPU. What is that? that sound I don't good. know. My computer's not doing as well. Um, We're just rolling in a half an hour. Okay. Well, we'll we'll keep moving on then. Um, but I, I don't know. This I, is recording on my screen. Yeah. Um, I think that it's just gonna have issues because my computer's on the fritz. Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually don't. Take, because I would definitely sentence him to a long life in prison. I, I think that the, the Google searches are definitely a smoking gun to see that. And but it was the on the son's computer. iPad. Were you trying to be <laughs> elusive by doing that? I mean, that's just stupid. Because that's just I'm elusive just enough. Saying, it is stupid. What if it was the wife who framed him and went to the son's iPad, searched all those things... Now, look, he killed her. Okay. Ooh, he killed me. I mean, there are he some... murdered her. I was going to try. I always try to take the guy, the man's side on things like this. He he killed her. He wanted an upgrade. Yeah. No. He has some money on the side. Yeah. As I'm thinking through it, I'm like, I, I can't defend this. There's, there's no way. He killed her. She is dead and buried somewhere. Although, I will Unless say... she's the Casey Anthony type that doesn't care about her kids. You know, maybe. Yeah. But... Although, I will say, how dumb do you have to be? If you know that you're, you're going to kill your wife... Why are you Googling that stuff? And why Why would you throw away? The, I don't get why people don't burn the stuff. And like uh, throwing away a suit with her blood on it. I mean. The fact that you're talking about how to better get away with murder is probably an issue. <laughs> because I would just say like probably don't kill your wife. Okay. Somebody, sex, you know, somebody rapes your sister or a family member or kills them. You're not going to. You've never thought about how you would get justice. 
that's not what we're talking about here. But no, I have. But it's the same thought process. You have to murder somebody. How do you kill them and dispose of them? It's still murder, whether it's justified or not. No, I don't think about that ever. (laughs) Well, I do often. (laughs) Must be a masculine thing. I no, I don't think about how I would kill somebody. Yeah. Well, I've also had a when I was doing the security business, I had to deal with a lot of legal stuff. So I'm hypersensitive to the idea of like how how you can really get screwed over in our legal system if you know you, you end up hurting someone or taking someone's life, even and it's justified in our system. You're still in big trouble. And you say, Zach, that's what fifty thousand minimum if you shoot someone just on your own in self defense. Or just uses of so that's brandishing it, shooting it's between like, you know, half a earth three hundred thousand and a, a mill. Yeah, so basically you're bankrupted if someone breaks into your house oh, and you shoot them. Yeah, so you, you you were saying prices. I mean that all yeah, varies. Like yeah, for just, the legal suits. Yeah, they if if they come after you, boy, that's why I still carry insurance. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a really good um, tidbit from like a lawyer on the Cato Institute one time, and he like which is like a libertarian think tank situation, but um, he was talking about how even though he's a lawyer and you know his his family is not at risk of like ever being involved in any sort of legal confrontation. He just advised like literally never talk to the police. Just <laughs> immediately yeah. say, I would like I need to co-op. Oops, sorry. Were you, no. were if you did or didn't, and if you accidentally did or purposely did, just you need a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, like uh, my uh, can, can so carry insurance place, USCCA, their, their thing says I'll, it, you're supposed to, to tell the cops, like, I want to cooperate fully with my legal counsel present. Yeah. <laughs> or I want, you know, with your investigation, you know, like, well, look, the arrogance <laughs> wait for the lawyer. <laughs> you see these people on these shows, like the, the first 48, and they bring him in. To the arrogance to think that you're going to outmaneuver uh, a person who does interrogations for a living. I mean, working, I can't get, you know, not getting too into details, but. Uh, working in a human intelligence team on my second deployment and just watching the intelligence guys work and talk to people just it's incredible like that that level of mind not even mind games just that mastery of conversation I wouldn't I have experience in that that department and I would never even attempt to do that I would go through my lawyer immediately (laughs) because you're you're just in such a bad position you don't know what they know but I, I don't know. I, I also thought about it a lot to answer your question about, did you ever think about murdering people? This was, I put this in the notes. Have you, you guys ever had a dream where you committed a crime and you were trying to get away with it? Cause I've had a dream where I, I don't, I didn't have a dream of the murder. I just had a dream where I was, I know that I had murdered someone. I think this was during the Gabby Petito stuff that was going on. And, uh, yeah, it was one of the most stressful dreams I've ever had. I would. I, I don't think that I could do that. Having some, some massive crime like that, and then like the legal proceedings. If you are guilty, trying to keep it together, that is just. I can do a lot of things, but I think that would just drive me crazy. It works in the movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be like, I did it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please don't be mad. I did it. Yeah. But all right, we'll move on from that. Um, so. <laughs> Best one. Government spending, is it justified? That's what I wrote in the notes for this next item. Um, and you brought this up. The Let's see. So the Space Force fiscal budget for 2023 is $26.2 billion, um, which actually sounds kind of low from what I would expect. Um, it began with just $40 million in 2020. They spent over $18 billion last year. 
Um, a lot's been spent on recruiting. And uh, you said that you're, you looked at careers and they're mostly hiring engineers, officers, enlisted civilians, and that you want to change your major. Um, although I was thinking that's kind of NASA's kind of the same way, isn't it? Like everyone who goes to space is like has a doctorate in some sort of engineering or STEM field. Um, I know that or I, an actual doctor, <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, a surgeon. Because I briefly wanted to be an astronaut. I was, well, I briefly thought I was going to go to school for physics, and then very quickly realized, oh no, 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 no I'm not good at that. <laughs> but um, I have the the website pulled up here. Let's see, U.S. Space Force. Space is closer than you think. Click on about. Their I, website is so impressive too. Is it? It's very futuristic. Yeah. I, I'm going to look at it because I honestly, I've, I didn't know space. I knew it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Like they were going to have recruiting offices and stuff like that. But let's yeah, see. they're recruiting all over the country. Their main um, lo like locale in the U.S. is in Colorado. And it's just really badass. Like to be, if you could tell somebody you're a member of the Space Force and they call themselves guardians, like guardians. you're a guardian in the Space Force. I just watched Stargate yesterday, and that's so cool. I, that's who would be doing stuff like that is Space Force. Uh, exactly. But how long until they have a Space Marine section? Because obviously right now, protecting satellites, you know, surveillance satellites, like how long? Yeah, they're all jobs. I mean, they're, you're not like. Yeah, they really don't need trigger pulls just yet, but. <laughs> yeah. All righty. I'll look through this here. They even got the music in the background. So let's see. Our mission is to defend our future. The U.S. Space Force protects our country and the freedom to operate in space, keeping it secure, stable, and accessible for military space power and new waves of innovation. Active Guardians, 8,200 plus space launches, six bases. I wonder where they're launching launching from. Is it Florida or? Florida, California. Yep. Florida and California. When our enemies ask what if, because we will have an answer. there with NASA and SpaceX and anybody else who's flying up, you know. That makes sense. The infrastructure is already there. Yeah. 200 launches. I'm sure they have stuff in uh, the North Pole, too. I saw <laughs> Antarctica. I saw, yeah, I saw a little clip about that of some bases up there. NASA has a bunch of stuff, too. The Nazis are still up there. Yeah. So let's see. We're recruiting the brightest minds across technology, engineering, aerospace, fulfill our mission and evolve, evolve our operations across the globe. Earth is only half the battle. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I want to find where's the, oh, is that the career button? I want to see what the careers are. It was up at the top. Oh, oh yeah, careers. Yeah. I mean, capabilities, I, I don't know. I'm sure whatever they have posted, they have way more incredible things. Um. Engineering, intelligence, leadership, 13 careers, seven careers. Okay, so it is a very competitive, tight, tight-knit group. That's cool. I, I bet think they... Because um, Jeremy and I were actually talking about this, observing what's going on in Ukraine and how important it is to be able to get things where they need to be, like supplies to troops to be able to do their job. And I think that the U.S. military usually really does have that down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I even think, too, that <laughs> probably, probably in the next, I would say, 50 years, there's going to be 
some sort of, I don't know what, what they call them, space cables or space. It's basically they launch something into space with a giant grounded cable. So it stays in orbit, but they can send things up the cable into space. And then they, it sounds crazy, but I saw this whole Kurtegard uh, in a nutshell video on it. And if they can have those at separate separate areas, then they can just have links across in space. Once they get the, the initial one up, then they can just easily low cost move a bunch of materials up and just build it out once it's in space so it's not i thought that sounded crazy but it's not that crazy to have like a permanent ground ground to space connection that is going to be the youtubing for us the evening for me well they were even talking about they've they've looked at spacex has looked at doing this where you, you basically have a slingshot where this thing it's spinning around the earth and then you have one set up where it catches, not ships, but pods basically coming in, uses the gravity of the Earth, releases it at a certain point, kind of like we do with spaceships anyway, harnessing the gravity, sends it to wherever they want it to go, like the moon. For They were talking about moon travel in the next like 50 years. And the cost would be so cheap that if they did this and it worked, then people, you could go like you go on a cruise and you just go look at the moon. I know it sounds crazy, but crazier things have happened so i'm extremely excited about the future of space you're literally breaking my heart though because we're gonna be too old do you think when we colonize space like space force employees will have dibs on sending their families up if there's an apocalyptic event because that's really like my motivation is just get on the space force and when the shit hits the fan don't worry about climbing into my bunker i'll just blast off with my family <laughs> i mean i watched that movie greenland the other day with have you ever you guys ever seen oh, that Gerard Butler? Good, yeah. yeah i think they could probably well first off they would have if they even had any public spots it would probably be a lottery and you'd have military people still working still doing all of this sending people to space who knew that they were going to die that's probably the way you'd have to do it other or society would just fall apart and nobody would would do it but i imagine there's no way, even with 8,000, they, they can get 8,000 people into space. So even if they did that, they'd have to be selected within Space Force. So And then you have a lot of rich politicians and elitists and stuff like that, globalists, billionaires that are going to have dibs on that stuff. So I don't know. I don't think that it would help your chances, but I guess it would help your chances if you were like a, a general of Space Force. So you tell but me... Isn't that promoting mission readiness if your mind can be on the mission and not worried about your family isn't that kind of like a tactic that the military uses anyway i mean if there was a threat of anything happening but i don't think that like that would be part of the the pitch because what are they going to say hey if some cataclysmic event happens you get to go on the spaceship that you get to be part of the plan that doesn't even exist for the threat that doesn't exist i don't think it's an effective thing I need that. I need that assurance <laughs> that a Martian invasion isn't going to put my family at risk. I think that you're Absolutely. probably uh, the exception, not the rule there. So they would probably tell you, yeah, we'll do so. We'll, we'll help you out. If you're like a really qualified engineer, they'll be like, yeah, this crazy Anne chick. She wants <laughs> she wants to be yeah. on the, the <laughs> ARC. <laughs> she keeps calling it the ARC project. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, look, your name's on the ARC project. And <laughs> you get eight plus ones, <laughs> nine. <laughs> And the Martians yeah, made, we might not have space. Yeah, evaluation comes back and they're like, she's crazy, but she knows her stuff. Let's just accept her. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on here, um, 
why does dress code matter? Um, this is an article that you brought to the table. And um, I'm going to look it up here, but you want to hit the wave tops real quick and tell me what this is? Because I briefly looked at it, but I didn't get a good chance to. I don't remember who it was, but there was a comment that um, one of the Missouri House of Representatives was wearing a sleeveless top in session. And I understand why we would get up in arms about, you know, somebody being nitpicky about what a woman is wearing in 2022, 2023, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, but... I also feel like there is something to be said for the professionalism in legislation and that you have to elevate that environment. You're, you're not just, you know, another, another person you're, you know, representing uh, your constituency. So I think that there should be a dress code for women. And I think women should be made to wear blazers or very conservative dresses or tops um, like dress tops for um, the Senate because it's just, it's a different environment that you're in. And also like thinking about what happened during, um, the McCarthy house floor brawl. I mean, we're really lowering our standards as far as like conduct in politics. And I think that just dressing the part is already giving yourself, like putting your best foot forward to, um, keep our, keep our standards high. So. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, we have to have standards. You wouldn't go in. It's kind of like they made a whole, a whole big ordeal about, um, different races wearing different things and like culturally relevant things. And it's like, well, you have to have a standard that's up across the board. Otherwise, you know, men could get crazy. A, a guy could come in with, you know, his golf outfit on <laughs> to Congress. Uh, you know, so I, I definitely understand. I think that's part of equality is you get held to a same standard. This is a professional environment. It's, you know, you want to, you want to be part of the good old boys club. You got to play the good old boys game. Um, I myself think Anne is quite sexist right now and they should be allowed to wear whatever <laughs> they choose to, you know, to, to wear what, what, whatever they, they identify. It with is weird day. to see such a self-hating woman, but Hey, that is what <laughs> it is. Um, so I'll click on this little video here. It's easier to just watch the video than read the article. You don't have to go far <laughs> to experience a place of wonder, to get lost. I mean, that's the argument, though, right? Like, it's sexist to call call a woman out on what it is that she's wearing. Why are they worried about her top? You know, but well, if I showed I it up in a banana hammock, they would have a problem with it. And I know it's not that extreme, but if I showed up to Congress, I'm a Congressperson, and I have a V-neck shirt and, and tennis like, shoes on. Yeah, like and khakis. That we look down upon, you know? County, yeah. Arizona. One of the first orders of business for Missouri's House of Representatives, tightening the dress code for female lawmakers. A Republican-led change to the state's House uh, rules now oh, requires women so to wear a jacket or cardigan or blazer that covers their arms when in chamber. One Republican argued this move was to make the existing rules, quote, She's more clear, but Democrats do yeah. not like it. There are some very serious things that are in this rule package that I think we should be debating, but instead we are fighting again for women's right to choose something, and this time is whether she, how she covers herself. I spend $1,200 on a suit and I can't wear it in the people's house because someone who doesn't have the range tells me that it's inappropriate. 
North Missouri State Representative Ashley Awney. Uh, Representative, thanks so much for being here. Is that the big difference that now in the State House, women's arms need to be covered? Is that what's changed? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so actually what's interesting is the rule has always required us to wear a second layer of clothing um, either and that's been interpreted as either a blazer or a jacket or a cardigan uh, and this year, the Republicans the are trying to further narrow that scope to really only include blazers, which our caucus believed was both uh, size and cost prohibitive and also um, ridiculous. So there's already a requirement for a second layer. Have they need a third. They need a third. <laughs> Have y'all solved everything else in Missouri that this is day one? I mean, like, it's not the, the biggest issue, but I do think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't get what they're complaining about. It's more and of this. I have to say, I used to be a hostess at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and we were required to wear oh, a blazer. Sorry, what is it is that not prohibitive. If I'm a hostess at a restaurant and I can afford a blazer, <laughs> it is not prohibitive for a legislative um, elected official to put on a blazer. It's it's more than appropriate and anything less is embarrassing, honestly. I mean... Yeah, when I was working at Domino's, I'd wear that awful Domino's shirt with black pants and uh, neutral color shoes. It is the most unattractive outfit out of all the pizza delivery places, but it's what you have to do. If I had to wear a no. mall cop uniform when I worked for uh, FEMA, dude. Yeah. I mean, that you had no option, though. I mean, it was so embarrassing. Good pay, but... Yeah, this is more just... It's, like, it's just the standard. Yeah, this is where, like I said in that, that clip that's got a lot of, you know, a back and forth recently, women, it's, feminism has bounced the other way to where now people don't want equality. They want special treatment. Who are you to tell me I, I need to cover my arms? It's like, all right, if, if that's what you want, no standards then everyone just come in how you want. Who wants to wear suits all the time, you know? Yeah, like, who wants to wear suits? It's also about your, your represent, that's your name, a representative. Like, and you not only represent your district, but you represent the American government. So that's the, what the other world's, the rest of the world sees. So that's relevant too. You're, you're an ambassador for the United States. Yeah, I want to know who robbed this woman of her 1200 with her $1,200 suit that didn't have sleeves. And also, if they, like you said, um, that's the standard for men, too. Is it appropriate for a man to wear a sleeveless top on the House floor? I, I think that Hell would definitely no. be talked about. That would definitely. Well, be what would be interesting to shake this up would be a congressperson, a man coming in with a dress on that was sleeveless. All of the people would lose their minds. Nobody would know what to do. Crocs on. No, if he was trans, it would be applauded. No, you're right. They would they would applaud it and they'd say it's it's sexist that all of these men want to control this woman's body, even though it has like cigarette burns and <laughs> tattoos. I that would be I wish that more men in positions of authority would do stuff like that. Like if I was if I had a lot of fame and power, I would absolutely be walking around as a non binary right now and sometimes I'd just throw people off by wearing a dress and just making them call me Shaniqua. And then have fun. Not, I don't have anything against trans people, but again, things have bounced so far the other way. It's not about freedom. It's about making you accept, accept things as reality and bend your, bend your will. And no, this is why I like standards. So the women should have to wear professional clothing. The men should have to wear professional clothes, clothing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to get down I a rap. I get to where boss, you know, um, women start broadcasting them being reprimanded for their skin tight dress 
and they think, you know, they get all this positive feedback online about how, you know, they should be focusing on their um, job rather than worried about what she's wearing. But if what you're wearing is a distraction for people to focus on their job, it's a problem. You need to go home and put on something appropriate. I mean, I just, I don't think that it's horrible to. This is a gripe I've had for a while about women. No offense to the female race, but a perfect example. I'm at the gym tonight. I'm trying to work out, mind my own business, pump some iron. It's like I'm on the set of a porno. <laughs> I mean, like I, I'm not going to get graphic here in this description, but like what people are wearing, it's it's beyond what you would wear to the beach to work out. And it's it's they get mad. I see people like uh, they'll get mad and oh they'll like walk past people because they'll come up and try to to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll try and uh, people hit on them or people stare at them. They'll take videos. Like he keeps looking over here at me. It's like, yeah, you're screaming to be looked at. Like I, well, I was going to say like, I don't walk around as if anybody wants to see me in yoga pants. (laughs) But I mean, if, if I was a hot chick, I would go, okay. It's like going back to the show I brought up earlier. Billions. He's like, being a billionaire is like being a chick with a great set of legs or, you know, a great bosom. He's like, every time you walk in a room, you know exactly what everyone wants from you. It's easy. It makes life very simple. That's acting like they don't – women acting like they don't understand that reality is very annoying. Or then get getting mad because they participate in that reality, but then they get mad at you for participating in that reality. Like I'm not saying ogle women at the gym. Don't ogle women in Congress. But if someone's wearing a skin-tight dress – you're going to notice it. That's a biological thing. Men, it's going to turn men on. And that woman knows exactly what she's doing when she does that. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean, oh, I just wear a nice, modest dress with um, you know, arms showing that you're trying to do that. But the point is that's why there's a standard. Yeah. Or part of the reason why there's a standard. But anyway, I don't want to get on too big of a rabbit hole down yeah, that because we got a lot of stuff to hit real quick. What are we at time-wise? 50. 50? All right. So this next one, um, I don't know what's going to come of this, but Republicans have opened an investigation into the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, so my curiosity about this before I pull up the article was, how is this going to play in combination with what's going on in the news right now? Um, I know, Ann, you had brought up where's, where's this $50,000 with Hunter Biden coming from. I don't care about whether that's true or not. The point is the Bidens, the documents, that family's getting hit pretty hard right now from the left and from their own side, the right. So how does this, how does this factor in? This what got me, that's where my mind went immediately was like, is this just another thing that's going to help basically kick Biden out for 2024 and make him an unrunnable candidate? Um, Wait, how is that related? Well, because... So Afghanistan is obviously going to get blamed on Biden. So if there's already a ton of drama going on with Biden, now the GOP is opening up an investigation into the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Is this all just going to culminate into basically him being unable to run in 2024? Because no one likes him. It's like, yeah, it's like piling on now. And how's the left, if the left is reacting this way with the classified documents where they're turning their back on Biden, how are they going to handle this Afghanistan situation? Um, yeah, because again, it's like a, it's a, I said this in the solo episode I just recorded, all this stuff, it's actually turning into a pro for the left any way you look at it. They don't like Biden, they get to get rid of him, and they get to attack Trump even harder. So, um, but let me 
pull up this article you had here. Much of the um, Hunter Biden investigation that you, you know, have been following. I haven't been following it. All I know is I just want to rep like retrograde on Disney Plus was really, really cool. Very insightful, very sad. But I think um, I think it won a couple of awards as a documentary just about, you know, how they pulled out of Afghanistan and how uh, horrible it was. It was, yeah. it was like left a vacuum. So we have a, a, a good amount of friends who are were there during that that pull out. So we're going to try and actually talk to some of them at some point, because I think that, yeah, that's definitely a story that needs to be. People need to care more because that was a pretty, pretty abhorrent thing that happened. Um, I just pulled up. I was showing the the retrograde documentary, by the way, but there's no way to watch it. But uh, I'm going to watch that and maybe we can do a watch along. Um, as far as this article, see Republicans have officially draw open an investigation in the Biden administration's chaotic withdrawal of U.S. troops in Afghanistan in 2021. All right, I don't think this article is going to cover anything that we didn't just talk about. They're opening up an investigation. What it looks like is left yet to be seen. Um, yeah, moving on. There's already no accountability, so at this point it's just a power play to get him out of there because they're not going <clears> to <throat> throw him in jail or anything with, with any of this stuff. I, I don't see happening, you know. Yeah, so. well, that's what I said in that solo episode, too. There's, it's not like any of this leads to justice. It's all about political currency. So, let I mean... I just saw today that uh, Pence had a bunch of documents. Apparently, all it, like none of this matters because none of these people are going to get any justice. None yeah. of these people are going to be held accountable for anything. Just like you know the Clintons, it doesn't matter. It's just about political. And we knew theater. it was botched when it was happening, and they didn't have standoffs in their airstrip, and they shut down their their air assets, and didn't patrol their MSRs. I mean, just basic standard operating procedure for the military was not held. It's one of the giant things. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller is asking, like, why was this not, you know, or the, uh, you know, obviously he was a former, we'll you know. Have to cut, I'll blank that out because that's not public yet, I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. No worries. Well, I'll um, just silence that and then pick yeah, it up. Yeah, I was just on. trying to explain myself better there. Um, no worries. Well, then I'm not going to bring him up, but um, it doesn't even matter. It's just all right. Well, moving on. Um, so what do we think about this? The Supreme Court is to decide on religious exemption for U.S. postal worker. Amazon demands packages be delivered on Sundays. Um, so the article, this is kind of talking about standards as well. Supreme Court takes up Christian postal workers' religious claim. The employee who objected to working on Sundays for religious reasons claims the U.S. Postal Service did not do enough to accommodate his wishes. Supreme Court on Friday agreed to hear an evangelical Christian's mail carrier's employment discrimination claim in a case that could force employers to do more to accommodate the religious practices of their workers. The justices will hear an appeal brought by Gerald Groff, who says the U.S. Postal Service could have granted his request that he be spared Sunday shifts based on his religious beliefs. Um, so here was my, my thought process on this. So his specific job is an auxiliary mailman which means he basically f just fills in. He's not like a permanent employee. Um, so, so I was like, unless you're a Jew, can't he also just go to work after church? Um, I'm all for religious freedom, obviously, but I'm also pro-free market. Um, I don't want the government messing with like religion and stuff and making special rules. I just don't want them discriminating um, 
So let's see. Uh, yeah, real quick. Seventh Day Adventist. Other than that, I mean, in Christianity, yeah, it's the so Lord's Day. Here, but right now, currently um, in Montana, the right's pushing to ban electric cars in a few other states. So it's like, just because I, I don't like when when the right and the evangelicals push the other way, where they want special rules for them either. Just like we were talking about, we don't need special rules for the you know that liberal caucus of women in the Senate. That's my stance on this. He's an auxiliary worker. It's not he's not banned by his religion like a Jew where he can't go to work on Sunday. I don't see what the problem is. I think that this is going to be politicized to where it's going to be if you love God, then you're on our side and that side's the Republican side and then if you're against I think it's going to be immediately politicized. I think that this isn't about and donate to our that. sides. Okay. So he <laughs> yeah. was actually working in the same for the same job from 2012 to 2019 because things changed in 2015 when he originally asked not to work on Sundays. So before, from 2012 to 2015, he was not working on Sundays as an auxiliary mailman. And then Amazon decided they need to have push packages on Sundays. And now all of a sudden he's got to deliver these packages on Sundays. And he's he asked to not because he originally asked when he you know, was hired to not deliver packages on Sundays, but they, um, his managers arranged for other postal workers to deliver packages on Sundays until 2018. So because that was his request from 2015 to 2018, other, uh, postal workers picked up his slack until they couldn't handle it anymore. And they said, you need to work on Sunday. And then he said, well, then I'm done. And I respect that because yes, some like Christians do work on Sundays. Some do some, there are some careers and, you know, um, some instances where you have to, but it's, I mean, it, it depends on like the level of, um, I guess like devoutness, if that's a word for some people, whether or not they're comfortable with working on Sundays. But the, the bottom line is that he started out not, and then they yeah. eventually kind of forced yeah. him to. That's kind of a, a, you know, uh, a cruel move by the corporation. And I do, I, I respect him for doing that, but I'd respect him a lot more if he just went and moved, you know, followed his morals and went to a different company. My point is with the Supreme Court, I don't think that this is the government's business. I think that he his religious beliefs haven't been encringed upon or encroached upon. I think it's a personal moral thing with him. He doesn't want to work on Sundays because he's very, you know, as you said, devout. I think that Amazon has every right to say, okay, well, then this job isn't for you anymore. And then they can go their separate ways. That's my stance on it. I don't want the government coming in and saying, you can, no, you need to. But he wasn't working for Amazon. He was working for the postal service who began to deliver Amazon packages. I mean, you're right. Amazon. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing. Yeah. It's still, (laughs) sorry, my bad. But it's still a government job. So it's still a job, is my point. It's still a government a, job where our First Amendment is freedom of religion. Yeah, but you still have to have standards. Government jobs also require you to have a dress code. They require you to do drug tests. So it's another thing. The government, his rights have not been encroached upon. It's, okay, this is annoying, but it's, okay, so now what are we going to say? That all Muslims don't have to, their jobs are completely safe during Ramadan. Also, <laughs> yeah. whatever I can make up any religion with any specific rules, and the the post office has to go along with those. I well, don't think I, so. I don't think that. Uh, first of all, Muslims wouldn't work on Ramadan because that's from what sun. They it's it's not about that. You just don't eat until 
sundown, right? You're missing the point. Know. My okay, point is... Well, the point is when he started working there, that wasn't a requirement of his. They changed things on him. Exactly. I, I mean, and that's, that sucks. If they, if he, if the rules were, you weren't, you were allowed to smoke weed and then they changed it to now you can't smoke weed as a federal employee, that would suck. But if you're a native American, do you get to say, this is part of my religion or some, uh, that's ayahuasca, but no, that you have standards. This, it doesn't get applied specifically. Cause the, the standards are the protection of the religion. And if how is religion, his religion, if he, how has his religion been encroached upon? Because it would keep holy the Sabbath. If he needs to go to church on Sunday, but he can't because of work, then yes, that's that's an infringement. And obviously, the Supreme Court wouldn't have taken it anyway if there was nothing to argue about. Like, we're not going to agree on this, and we'll just see how it plays out. I suppose so, yeah. I guess I can see that if, you know, make the Sabbath holy. It, it just gets weird because that's a doctrinal thing. Because, like, like I said, the Jews would have a case— because they, they're not supposed to do anything there, that maybe the Seventh-day Adventists and stuff, but it's like, so now can you afford that to literally anybody can get out of working? Um, I don't know. Is I guess there's... the Old Testament now, you know? Like, who's... <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can see your point. I absolutely see your point, but I, I don't know. I don't... I just don't like the road of making special allowances. I don't think it's special specific to Christians. I think that that's the thing. There is no discrimination of religion here. Like you said, if there's a Jewish person who, you know, observes the Sabbath on Saturday and will not work on Saturday, then he would also have a case to bring to court. And just like a Seventh Day Adventist, what is that Friday that they that they observe? I I'm confused. I just know that they I think f- they go to church on Saturdays. Okay. And but, follow yeah, the Testament. I mean, it doesn't matter what your religion is. It's the fact that you started out. You, you got the job under a false pretense, pretty much, if they're changing it down the line to say that now you have to work on this day that we told you you wouldn't have to. Yeah, I guess as I also think more about it being the post office and not Amazon, that makes it like if it was Amazon, I'd say absolutely done deal. No, he should be like, sorry, that them's the breaks. It gets confusing now that it's the you do the more you talk the more you you pull me over to your side i'm like screw the government screw the post office <laughs> yeah this guy you know what <laughs> does he have a go fund me <laughs> i should have been a lawyer maybe i could be a lawyer for the space no <laughs> yeah no i think in this case as much as i want to disagree with you i think i am actually going to agree that he shouldn't be allowed to if there's like a minimum amount of, I think that it's fine to have like a minimum amount of hours you should have to work. So like there should be some allowances where, okay, this specific day, this isn't like anything um, detrimental behavior. It's not like he's missing four days. I think, yeah, just at face value, I would say I'm actually now, I'm converting to this guy's side. I think, yeah, he should be allowed to have Sundays off. and But he also doesn't get to complain if they say, okay, we're going to, move you to a different job or we're, we're going to work with you. There also has to be some pushback where it's like, we need to get these packages out. You're in a, a specific job. That job's changing. That happens. So he should still, he shouldn't have a reduction in money. They should work with him. But yeah, I guess this is a, a case where that would be infringing upon his, his rights. And it already had precedent there. I don't know what's your stance on this, Zach. You look like you have something to say. 
Well, I've been pretty back and forth in this, but it being the federal government, I don't like them messing with them now because I kept thinking of it as a private business, but you are it's the UPS, which is a failing business because it's a government business. So it's the government still, not just like, oh, he's working for a company. It's like, oh, he is working for the government. Yeah, also the only thing but, I get from them anyway on Sundays is junk mail. So who and, cares? Yeah, I'm on this side. Skip this guy's side. Won't they end up doing something? I'm all about right to hire, right to fire. You don't need a reason. You know, those states that have have those policies. But yes, we're talking about the federal government, and that's why it's such a problem. So I'm yeah. really excited to see where it goes. I'll send to me. Well, and we will be keeping you guys updated on that. So for this spotlight topic, Ann, we're going to have to push that because, again, I really need we need to keep it at an hour. Uh, is that going to be okay? We'll do less current events we, next time. We just no, it's okay. I like this new. We got a good flow going here. This is going to be good. So we just know, okay, this took a little bit longer, but if we can keep it at an hour, that really helps a lot with just the editing. Like my computer can't handle more than that. Also, looking at the analytics, nobody watches yeah. over that anyway. So it's kind of, a, we're wasting good, good content. So yeah, we're going to push put that. It at the top of the list for next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with that and then we'll get into current events on the back end. That way, anything we don't get to, we can just brush through real quick. Um, so uh, the final thing I wanted to show you guys was this video. Um, <laughs> and let's see. And this this is our new section. I'll make a bumper for it. We're going to have a couple new sections. One is WTF America. Um, this one is going to be called What Separates Us from the Animals. So let me pull this up here. I want to show you guys this, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Yeah, I got cameras. Diamonds in my wrist, jump around like a rabbit. Catch me out in traffic with them choppers, I'm a savage. Chilling with a bad and I'm an ex bitch, Jeff. Yo, flexing so hard now, I'm free and sell petty. Uh, everybody know that I'm a bad bitch, Benny. Yo, I be flash fuck, and no tell. So this is the little short documentary about what you just saw. <laughs> Can you hear it? I can't hear it. You can't hear it? I can. I can. Okay. You can't well, if hear you guys it? don't worry about it. Sorry. Oh, you really can't hear it at all? That's such a bummer. It's probably because it is kind of quiet. Um, You still can't hear it, Ann? Yeah. Well, to I can now. The, the full okay. limits. In other words, the government still wasn't pleased uh, with the fact that, you know, in doing our research, if a bear did attack, that I would be saved or come out of it unscathed. So this markup, uh, the Earth See, it looked pretty good to me the first time. Oh, yeah. For the audio listener, I guess they're going to be pretty confused. Basically, it's some crazy Canadian guy, which they're just polite Russians, basically. <laughs> they're crazy. 
and he has made this giant suit that's supposed to defend against bear attacks, and he's testing it by having a truck run into him, having people beat him with a baseball bat, jumping, just jumping off ravines. A tree trunk hit him like a predator. So what we did was uh, we built another suit, uh, which we had planned to do, and yeah. um, redid the test this time. Say what you will about the guy. He's a go-getter. He has CTE. At 50 kilometers an hour. Uh, and then, of course, put the a three-ton truck ran <laughs> 50 kilometers an hour. Uh, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And then we, is there uh, a person wait, no, wait. in that? What? Is there a person in that? Yeah, it's a guy Did in a suit. <laughs> it's him. He's in a bear. He's in a suit that's supposed to protect against bear attacks. Okay, keep going. <laughs> now, don't laugh. This no, is serious. Science. I know, but most people look and say, "Geez, this is a little ludicrous." It was my father's idea with the with, with pickup truck uh, and the bikers with regards to big men. Being an anthropologist, he uh, uh, he looked at uh, the testings we'd uh, originally done uh, with uh, normal-sized men, you know, 150, 180 pounds. He said the public isn't going to buy it. They're, they're looking at this monstrous grizzly bear, and they're looking at a normal-sized man hitting you with bats and boards and stuff like that. They're not going to buy it. You have to give them reality. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> but how do you move in that thing? <laughs> Not very well. Did the Alaskan backwards? This is an attrition <laughs> game if a bear finds you. <laughs> it's like when the cheese or the peanut butter gets stuck inside the bone. <laughs> from the grizzly bear. <laughs> Like a woodpecker out there. Two smokes now. <laughs> I only light up a, an effing darn, eh? Yeah, Ricky from Feather <laughs> anyway, there. That was our first ever edition of what separates us from the animals. Don't murder your Serbian wife. If you're in Congress, don't dress like a hussy. Don't pull out of countries you've been at war with for over 20 years without a good plan. And don't forget to apply for Space Force. Also, always leave a book in your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to We got to